Arg. Hi guys, and welcome to the Mixtape Podcast, where we review movies from a screenwriter's perspective. This week, I will be your host. I am Dean Stark, and I am joined by my co-host, as per usual, Marcelo Inostroza. And this week, we have the 1988 dark comedy slash kind of drama slash I don't really know what category it falls into, Heathers. Now, I have talked to some people about this. They don't know what it is, and that is very distressing to me because this is a cult classic movie. It is kind of like if you took Mean Girls and Jawbreaker and jammed them together, it makes Heathers, right? And if you don't know what Jawbreaker is, go watch it. It's a it's a great movie, right? So this is Heathers. It stars Winona Ryder. It's got Christian Slater. It's got Shannon Doherty. And it is just, it's a classic movie that kind of gets swept under the carpet. Uh, but I really like this. I've only seen this once before, but it is it is such a good movie. It was directed by Michael Lehman. It was written by Daniel Waters. And as per usual, Marcelo, you chose this. So have you seen this before? Why did you choose this movie? No, the reason why I chose this movie is because I haven't seen it before. And this was one of those cult classic films that I wanted to take off of my docket. And um, because of the subject matter, I, I I read a little bit about the film and because of the subject matter, the subject matter just interests me and I thought it would be a good fit for the show. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a good fit for the show. So the premise of the movie is Veronica is part of the most popular but snobby clique at her high school. Soon she starts killing the cool kids with the help of her new boyfriend, J.D. So you can tell, like, it's a comedy, but it's, like, it's pretty fucking dark. Like, we'll get into how dark it is, but it's pretty dark. So anyway, the opening scene, there's three white upper-class girls, and they're playing croquet, and croquet is the sport of rich people. And it's in a it's in a back um, garden, and they just look really snooty. They just look like if you said hello to them, they'd just basically just, like, ignore you. And they're all named Heather. And the reason we know this is because they all start talking to each other and they go, oh, Heather, it's your turn. And the other one goes, no, I think it's Heather's turn. It's like, no, no, Heather's turn. And they keep, and that's how you know they're all named Heather because they call each other Heather. <laughs> and that's thus the title of the movie, Heather's, if you didn't know. Because I was, the first time I saw this, I was confused. I was like, why is this movie called Heathers? That's not a that's not a, like a word. But then when you watch the movie, you realize uh, this is why it's called Heathers, which I think is a really kind of ingenious title. Anyway, they're playing croquet, and one of them hits the ball, and it. Let me see if I can explain this right. <laughs> it hits Winona Ryder's head. It's like she's buried. She's been buried in the garden up to her head, and the ball hits it. Right there, right that first scene, you can see it's not going to be a normal teen drama. It's going to be weird. It's going to be quirky. It's going to be off the beaten track, which is kind of exactly what it is. And Winona Ryder's character is obviously Veronica. She is not a Heather. She is a Veronica. And that is the opening scene of the movie. What did you think? This opening scene of this movie got me so turned around because, as you mentioned, it starts off by some rich, privileged kids playing croquet. And I'm like... Why the fuck are they all calling each other Heather? It was like so <laughs> weird. It, it, there was there was something about there was something about the dialogue, and that's something that I really loved in this film. The writer of this movie 
wrote the dialogue in such a specific way that it that it that it almost didn't fit with the with the characters that were that that were saying it the the dialogue to me felt like uh, a stitch above the characters that were saying the dialogue so that was really 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 striking to me from the output but the yeah. other striking thing was the fact that like you said towards the end of the scene uh one of the heathers you know you know pushes a croquet ball and the camera cuts over to Renona Ryder being buried under the ground. I'm like, what in the holy fuck is going on here? So <laughs> after this, yeah, so so after this opening scene, I'm like, oh my God, what what the what the fuck is this? And then, you know, you know, and then as we uh, you know, um <clears throat> later on I really got a good uh analogy for uh this film, but we have to get there before I get to say it. But I was really, really impressed with the opening scene of this movie. Because it was not what I was expecting. I should have known that Heather, that Heather's was going to be uh, uh, a bit outside the box, but I didn't know how much until I saw the movie. Oh, yeah, 100% it's outside the box. So the first scene, we're in high school, and Veronica, Winona Ryder, is walking down the hallway. One, one of the Heathers from the opening scene grabs her and says, hey, the other Heather wants to talk to you. And it sometimes, look, sometimes it does get confusing because it's like, Heather wants to talk to you, this Heather. There's Heather 1, 2, and 3 right <laughs> so let's just there's there's the, there's one heather that's the head honcho at and least then there's the numbers. two that's like the lackeys yeah at yeah least got, at, least at least they got numbers oh and exactly. the, and the, and, the, and the head he- and the and heather number 1 which is the which is the prime heather has yeah. a little has little has little thing in her hair that's like the prime heather if yes, if that, i'm not mistaken she's got like a red ribbon scrunchie red thing red ribbon yeah and that's to tell she's the queen bee. So whoever wears that red scrunchie, and that's going to come back multiple times in the movie, that's the one that rules the kind, the school. Right, so, right, right. So um, one of the Heather says, oh, the other Heather wants to talk to you, and they go to the cafeteria. And Heather one, we'll call her, asks Veronica to forge a love note from one of the jocks to the uh, a, a woman, a girl named Martha. Now, she's overweight. She's not attractive. She sits alone at the cafe at the cafe, at the cafeteria, and she wants Veronica to write a love note, like it, like it, like it's fake, from one of the docs to the to that girl. Because won't that be funny? <laughs> it's Mean Girls. It's a hundred percent Mean Girls. And Veronica, she doesn't want to do it. She's like, no, I don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't want to do it. But she does it anyway because she wants to be in the clique. She wants to be popular. And then. And the and the the Heather one the first he- first Heather wants her to write it because she can mimic people's handwriting, right? Which is a um, setup because that comes back multiple times later. And so Veronica goes okay. And so Heather one tells Heather two, which is Shannon Doherty, I'll bend over. Um, Veronica needs something to lean on, and they just do it. <laughs> they just fucking do it. And so she writes the letter, either Heather two or Heather three. She walks behind this this bigger girl in the cafeteria and she plants the note on her cafeteria tray without her her noticing. She drops it on the food tray. And the Heather that um, – now I can't read my writing. See, I scribbled this down. <laughs> I can't read my writing. Anyway, while I figure out what the fuck I've written, tell me what you think about that scene. I thought I, – listen, I thought it set it up brilliantly because it showed, hey – these bitches are bitches. <laughs> and it also set up, I think, Veronica kind of doesn't want to do it and she kind of feels pressured into it. So she's not a part of it, but she wants to be a part of it, kind of. 
No, the uh, you know, you know, the uh, uh, one of the main thoughts that I was having go through my head as this scene developed in the cafeteria was this movie would not be made today because the way that they treat this overweight individual mm. is completely not politically correct. It's completely mean spirited. And it's just and it's just awful. It's just yes. awful. But with that being said, I loved it because even though today we live in a PC world. High school today is a hundred times worse than when I went to high school. So oh, yeah. I re- oh, yeah. so 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 I really like that. <clears throat> the one thing that this movie shows is uh, it shows the high school hierarchy, right? And at the top of the food chain, you have the fucking Heather's, who basically rule the school and get to do anything they want because people think that they're important. But here's the thing: mm. those fucking people, vis-a-vis the Heather's, wouldn't be important. If the other people didn't give them power and the whole reason that Veronica is acquiescing to these fucking uh, uh, alpha bitches vis-a-vis the Heathers really, really is disturbing because like, like you don't need approval from these fucking didwits to be happy in your high school career. You don't need these dumb people like it, like it, it boggled my mind how Heather Heather, on one hand, you know, crave the respect of these individuals, but on the other hand, you know, repel these in the, uh, repel these individuals. It, it was re- it was really a mystery to me. Um, it wasn't a mystery to me. I remember high school. High school's like that. You don't know who you are. You all you want to be is not weird. You want to fit in. You want to be normal, and no, yeah, no. you want people to like you. So I understood her dilemma of like, hey, I want to be popular, but I kind of don't agree what they're doing. So she had a she had that dilemma the whole way through the movie of like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do here. I'm confused. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. Look, look, I'm not saying that I have completely forgotten what it what it felt like to be in high school. I just think that when I just think when I saw this movie in preparation for this conversation, mm-hmm. I saw it with an adult brain. But yeah, if but if. If high school me saw this movie when I was in high school, I guarantee you that I would have that I would have uh, uh, I, I would have related to Veronica's plight of wanting to be liked, of wanting to fit in somewhere. Because, like you said, when you're in high school, that's all you try to do, especially if you're an outsider and you want to make friends. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. The Heather, basically, the Heather's only want to talk to white high society people. That's all they wanted to say. They want to talk. They have no time for anybody else. Everybody else are plebs. And Veronica says, suggests speaking with other people to get a different perspective because Heather One is doing a poll. And all she she just asks white people, high society white people. And Veronica's like, why don't you ask the geeks? Why don't you ask these people? Like And now we get a shot of JD, which is played by Christian Slater, and he's sitting at the other end of the cafeteria staring at Veronica. Now, Veronica kind of catches his glare and kind of smiles a little bit. She doesn't really know who he is, and he looks like an outcast. He's wearing all black. He's sitting by himself. So you know he's not hes not a geek, but he's not popular. He's like a bad boy. And so uh, the Veronica, Veronica, Veronica's old friend starts talking to her. She's like, oh, my God, hi, Veronica. And she shows her a photo, an old photo of them when they were kids. And Veronica picks up the photo and she's like, oh, my God, yeah. And then Heather goes, Heather one goes, oh, my God, and, like, pulls her away. Veronica lets her. 
So this is her friend from, say, elementary school or primary school for us. And Veron- and Heather's like, oh, and Veronica just fucking lets her do it. Look, I do understand. I do remember what it is like to be in high school. Um, but there is a good character arc um, for, for Veronica. So what did you think about those scenes before I move on? Yeah, I mean, look, 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 look. The, the introduction of Christian Slater in, uh, in the back of the cafeteria, staring at Veronica, like, like I could only, like I could only think one, like, like several things ran through my brain throughout this, throughout the course of this movie. But one of the things that kept running through my brain was like, okay, this person thinks like this because the director showed him like this, and this person really wants this. But the one thing that I really thought with Christian Slater was like, okay, he's a bad boy in the back of the room. This guy is not. This guy seems a little bit off because, because here's the thing: people that are unstable are always the quiet ones, right? You, you don't you don't worry about the ones that talk. You you, uh, you start worrying about the ones that are in the back of the room not talking. Um, but I on, I disagree. Okay, okay, but hold up, hold up. Um, I, uh, I I also I, I also got really annoyed when Veronica met up with uh, met up with her old friend and and was forced away mm. by the lead Heather. I was like. You know, enough is enough, man. Come on, stand up for yourself. How yeah. how bad how badly must you want to fit into this to this bitchy fucking cult that you that you let yourself be berated like that and thrown and thrown around like a ragdoll? But again, mm-hmm. I had to put myself in into the brain of myself when I was in high school because if I was in that situation in high school, I probably would have allowed that because in high yeah. school I didn't have a fucking spine. Nobody does. Not even me. <laughs> Nobody had a spine. Everybody wanted to be normal. Everybody wanted to fit in and you did whatever it takes not to stand out. You're, and right. if you had any uniqueness about you, no, you squashed it. You pushed it down. You're like, nope, not going to do that. So I totally understand why right. her character did what she did. hundred percent. Right. How did you, um, how did you read the Christian Slater situation? Because it, it because it appears that uh, we have a, we have different we have different opinions on that. Well, it's just one thing you said. You said, "Oh, the quiet ones are usually the unstable ones." That's not true right. at all. I was I was very very quiet in high school. I was never unstable. I was introverted. And introverted right. people are quiet and they they, you know, it doesn't mean we're plotting bad things. It just means we're quiet, right. we're reserved. We don't really connect with a lot of people. We kind of keep to ourselves. So, yeah, I thought that statement was was not I, I don't know. For me, it wasn't right because I'm like, no, that doesn't mean you're unstable. But mm-hmm. it is it is the quiet ones that you do need to look out for on occasion. Because, you know, a lot of the a lot of the damage that's been done in, say, American high schools has been done by students that are quiet. Right. right? But it's not it's not it's not all of them, but it is the quiet ones that do that kind of horrible stuff in high schools, which I won't mention because I don't want to trigger people, um, that do that horrible stuff, they usually have other st- They're usually very, very depressed. They usually, right. do you know what I mean? They've got other stuff going on. They're not kind of just quiet. But that's just me, and I'm just defending myself basically because I'm like, no, I'm I not mean- unstable at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna, no, 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 I was going to say that. No, I was going to say, do you want to – <laughs> do you want to uh, like i was gonna say do you want to do you want to 
uh, reconsider that statement. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, but but you Maybe. know, but to, to, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, look. But to be honest, I should have I should have known better because I am something of an introvert myself as well. So yeah. I should have known better. All right, moving on. So Veronica again, she's suggesting talk to the geeks, get them to participate in the poll. And then Heather one says basically they are the scum of the school, but fine, I'll do it. Like she's a main girl. She this is the main girl before fucking main girl. So if you liked main girls, fucking watch this movie. So <clears throat> I'm going to deviate for one second, but it does still relate to the movie. So the I wrote down the poll question, and I'm going to ask you, and anybody that's listening can kind of participate in their own way if they want. So the poll question that Heather one is asking is this: You win five million dollars. And the same day you get the money, aliens land on the earth and say they're going to blow up the world in two days. What do you do? Go um, for it. This is hard, though. Uh, I would try and have the best two days that I that I possibly could. Uh, there's a couple people on the other side. There's like one person in particular that lives on the other side of the world um, that I would love to go see. So I would I so so I would try and I would try and find some way to get to the other side of the world to to go visit my friend for the first time and hang out with her until we until the until the world goes all kabooey all, all because I'm certainly not going to hang out with uh, some other individuals that shall not be mentioned um, and you know also also I just you know I just want to have a good time and really um, uh, um, really really enjoy the last two days of my life and and say hey you know shit happens uh you can't control everything and you certainly can't control when you get uh when you get visited from aliens for whatever reason (laughs) yeah so what i would do is one of two things one uh i would spend obviously i wouldn't spend the money because money doesn't if the world's gonna end money doesn't really mean anything i would doesn't matter no, it doesn't matter. If the world's going to end, the world's going to end. I would I would pull the person that I loved most in the world and spend the last two days with them. But if I couldn't, then I would spend the money. I'd be like, look, I got two days. I got five million bucks. What would I do? I would, I would get a private jet. I would fly to certain places, probably fucking Disneyland because I'm a fucking nut job, or like some, something somewhere that makes me happy somewhere you know and i would pick i would pick a location okay if the if if aliens are going to blow up the world where do i want to die where do i want to where what is the last thing that i want to see and then i would fly to that that location and sit there and wait for it to happen and that's what i would do you know what you know what i have a vision i would actually the, the, i mean i mean the of the course you where, have a revision no seriously seriously <laughs> seriously um where where I want to be located when when it all ends is I want to be on the beach in North Carolina looking at the ocean. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. So anyway, um, that's the question. So now we go to Martha, which is the big girl, the unattractive girl, and she's reading the note. And she goes over to the jock table and you're just sitting there like, oh, no. And the Heathers and Veronica are watching on. And the girl gives the note to the jock. He reads the note. He starts laughing. He gives the note to his friend. He starts laughing. The Heathers start laughing, but Veronica doesn't. And then the girl, the Martha, she walks away with her head down and you feel really bad. And again, you can tell Veronica is not part of the clique. She's not part of it, but she's, she wants to be, but she's just, 
she tries throughout the whole movie she tries so hard to be one of them but she's just not and uh what do you think about that scene before i move on short scene but what yeah i mean look 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 when we, when we saw the 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 character who has the who has a t-shirt big fun when when she actually walked over to those uh basketball i mean to those football assholes i was like no god i mean what what could what could have possibly compelled her to do that like like how mm. innocent do you, how innocent does one have to be to be that hopeful that somebody like that would mm. be interested in spending time with you or or would be interested in somewhat sleeping with you because the note yeah. that Veronica wrote uh, from he- from the lead Heather's instructions was salacious. So, yeah. uh, but, but I'm like, how naive does this individual have to be? But I just felt really bad for her. And I also felt that those fucking football players needed to die a horrible death. I may get my wish. Yeah. I may not. <laughs> Yeah, look, she was very naive because I'm thinking, what makes you think that that's like? If that was me, I would have just like ripped the note up and be like, yeah, right, okay, that's funny. Like, no, or or I would have gone up to him like when he was by himself, De- certainly not in front of his friends, and certainly not in front of fucking a full cafeteria. But I think I think the way that they they decided to film that was good because she comes back multiple times in the story. This is not the end of her story. So I actually quite like her character, even though she doesn't really say anything to the end. Anyway, so Veronica goes up to JD and she asks him, she's interested by him. She's very interested. And she asks him the poll question. And he says, what would I do? I would go to the lake with my saxophone and Buck, which is a, a composer. Not, not, he doesn't want the composer. He wants the music of the composer. And she really likes his answer because everybody else is giving stupid answers like, oh, I'd go to the zoo and get a lion and I'd do this. And it's just stupid answers, right? And his is the only answer where she goes, oh, I like his answer. And it's funny because his answer is completely opposite to his, how his brain functions <laughs> because he's not like, he's not, you think, oh, he's this really calm and peaceful person. No, but he's, he's not. not. But he's not. So anyway, no, but she you goes away. Yeah. One thing, one, one thing, really quickly, and then you can go. I think yeah. he's hiding. I, he, yeah, I, yeah. I think 100%. you know, you know. I, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to portray the image of what he wants to be from what he from what he is. Unfortunately. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. So anyway, the jocks, the jocks. There's two jocks in this movie, and they are some of the most annoying jocks I've ever seen in movies because they just they want to annoy people just to annoy people. For no reason, because they're fucking bored. So they go up to JD and they start being assholes for no reason. They don't know him. They just, they don't, I don't like you. I'm going to go and be an asshole to you. And then JD gets the shit and he stands up and he pulls a gun on them and he fires. And then we cut to the next scene and it's the three Heathers and Veronica and they're talking about the incident that happened at school with JD and the gun. And they're saying how he got suspended for having a gun at school. And Veronica starts kind of defending him. She's like, yeah, but they were blanks. So, like, is there is there a real, it's not a big deal. She finds nothing wrong with it. But the Heathers kind of, kind of do. And so right there you can see that she likes him because she's defending what he did. Even though, even though there are blanks in the bullet, it's still so wrong what he did. But she's like, no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> so anyway, what did you think? Okay, when the jocks walk up to 
Kristen Slater, JD, and JD, and 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 they sort of and they sort of intimate that Kristen Slater is gay, and they use you know words that are very very. They use the them. f word. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <clears throat> when Christian Slater stand up, when Christian Slater stands up from the table and he pulls out the gun and he shoots, I'm like, "What in the holy? What? What? What kind of fucking movie is this?" Because, <laughs> yeah. in, because seriously, in no, in no world in reality would JD be able. Well, perhaps in the ADC could have, but seriously, how in the fucking hell did JD not get a fucking expelled? From this fucking school, I don't get. I, I don't get it. I, really, I look, 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 look. I don't understand. The guy shot blanks at students with an actual weapon. I know. What the hell? <laughs> but, seriously, but seriously, but but seriously, that is the charm of this movie. Everything mm-hmm. in this movie is slightly, slightly off. The community. Yeah. Look, look, look. The community, uh, from the school board to the people in the town. To the police, all of them are fucking stupid. Like mm. it's just like 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 it, th- this entire movie is a giant parody of what teen movies usually are. I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, moving on, we're at we're with Veronica and Heather one, and they're on their way to a party, and they stop at like a what, like a gas station. I think what is it? Is it? A convenience store, convenience store. Yeah, so you, you they know, stop at a, a convenience, yeah, a convenience store. store, a gas station. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. and Veronica yeah. goes in and bumps into JD, and she learns they have a conversation. She learns that he moves around a lot, and his dad owns a construction company. And they walk out, and they're kind of having a bit of a chat. And Heather wants beeping in the car. Hurry up! Hurry up! And Veronica looks to JD, and she says, "I don't like my friends." <laughs> and he goes, "I don't like your friends either." And so right there, she actually just says it. And like I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a character actually turn to another character and say, "I don't like my friends." So she, she just, you don't need to work out. She doesn't like them. She fucking says it, which I love that line um, of dialogue. Now, what did you think about that short scene before I go to the the whole party scene and what happens with that? Yeah, I was, you know, what I was really surprised what what uh, Veronica admitted to JD because, like you said, we don't often see that in movies where our lead character admits to. Uh, to a supporting character in the film that she doesn't like the, the people that she's associating throughout the course of the film. The other thing, the other thing that Veronica does, which, um, which is quite interesting is that several times throughout the movie, she ha- she, we hear her internal thoughts and she writes in a journal all the time, which mm-hmm. I find very, very fascinating. And for me to, f- and for me to say that I like voiceover is a stretch because Dean will tell you guys, I fucking hate voiceover. So yeah. I thought that I, I thought that I thought um, that choice for Winona Ryder's character to come straight out and say, "I fucking hate my friends," was an inspired choice because by her saying that, it, it, it sort of it sort of it sort of lays a seed in the ground that at some point she might rebel. Yes. So we're at the party, and. You know, look, Heather One has made a big deal. This is a Remington party. It's a big ass deal. Like I'm taking you to introduce you to people. And Veronica, basically, she doesn't want to be there. She's sitting next to this slimy guy and he's trying to talk to her. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to talk to him. Meanwhile, Heather One is in the bedroom with with her guy. And they're making out and he he basically, he doesn't say this in words, but he 
beats around the bush. He basically says, I want a blowjob, but not in those words, but you can tell that's what he wants. And she basically obliges. You don't say anything, but she, she obliges. And then we cut back to Veronica and she's still being hit on by this slimy, disgusting guy who says, all I want is to get laid. And that repels her even fucking more. And then we cut to Heather and she's in the bathroom and it's, it's over and done with. And she takes a sip of water and she spits it onto the mirror. So you can tell she didn't want to do that. She felt forced, but she felt like she had to do it because she, she has this desperation to be liked. She has a desperation to fit in, to have the best boyfriend, to have the, you know what I mean? So she will do things that, that degrade her in order to do this. She's like, yeah. So I just thought, okay. So that's a, a little bit of story for her. It's a little bit of character development for her a little bit. Yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, mm. I mean that 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 scene of Heather one, you know, acquiescing to her boyfriend's request of giving him a blowjob, really tells you one thing, is that she's broken, because yes. a because a broken individual is not going to acquiesce to a demand from is not going to acquiesce to a demand from an individual. A, a non broken person is not going to do something that makes them uncomfortable, but a broken person. Yeah will go that way to stay in the good graces of other people. And it's just not necessary. Yeah. But I but but I really felt look, look, as much as I as much as I repel the fucking Heathers, I really felt for the for for for, for prime Heather in that yeah. moment because nobody should have to do that. Nobody. No. So Veronica finds Heather in one of the one of the hallways and says, look, she feels really sick. Can they leave? And Heather goes, no way, we're not leaving. So she doesn't care. She does not, she doesn't give a shit about Veronica. She does not give a shit about her. And then Veronica goes, oh, okay. And so she ploop, she pukes. And then they run outside. Uh, she runs outside. She's followed by, you know, Heather One, who says, you know, I can't believe you're doing this. I brought you to this Remington party. Um, how could you make me, how could you puke everywhere? You were nothing before you met me. You were playing Barbies before you met me. I made you into who you are. I'm going to tell everyone on Monday what you did. And it was just like, oh, my. so that, that little bit of grace when she spat the, <laughs> the water on the mirror is totally over. Um, it, it's totally um, drowned out <laughs> by her being an absolute C-U-N-T. <laughs> I mean, it is. And Veronica's just like, fucking hell. And meanwhile, meanwhile, when this whole scene is going on, there it's in, there's an intercut with Veronica writing in her journal about how she wants to kill Heather. And she's over it, and she just wants Heather to die. So what did you think about that entire sequence? Yeah, well, well, first of all, I just said like 30 seconds ago that I felt, like, you know, you know, that I actually felt fun, I, that I actually felt something for prime Heather and what she had to do with her fucking boyfriend. But her conduct after she, after she chases Veronica outside of the party was like, come on. I was like, come on, Heather. I'm trying to be on your side, but, 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 but you keep fucking being a fucking bitch. So I'm like, good God. Like, 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 like how, uh, how much of a power trip do you have to be on to tell another individual if it wasn't for me, you would be fucking shit. But 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 also let me tell you guys, high school is full of people like Heather. High school mm-hmm. is full of people full of kids who think they are they are above everyone else 
because of their social status. And let me tell you, high school, it's only X amount of years. After high school, all the shit that you're going through will go away somewhat. Mm. So, yeah, I just, like, 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 I, I fucking, I fucking hated that scene because, like I said previously, I felt so bad for Heather, but within a second, she made me want to punch her in the face. But, yeah, I, but, exactly. but, 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 but on that same note, I'm really glad that Winona Ryder in that moment stuck up for herself and said, mm. but she basically said, I fucking hate you. Uh, yeah because she realized oh my god she doesn't give a shit about me she does not care like she doesn't care and that's i think that's when it clicked in her mind Uh, i don't want to do this veronica's at home and jd appears at her at her window and she's like oh hello and asks if she'd like to go and play a round of croquet in her backyard because that's where all the croquet is it's in her backyard the next minute they're lying naked under a blanket so they've clearly just obviously had sex and Veronica mentions that she wants to kill Heather, but what's the point? So, look, sometimes we say things and we in anger in the moment and we don't we don't mean them and we get over them the next day in two days in a week we get over them. But unfortunately, Veronica is telling the wrong person. <laughs> who gets who gets who gets who thinks you have no idea how wrong she is. Right? I'm sorry, he, go ahead. I'm going to because if, if you told me, oh, my God, I want to kill this person, I'd be like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just, you know, you're just venting. But unfortunately, he is the wrong person. And he just takes it very, very, very seriously. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's do that then. <laughs> but anyway, that scene, what did you think before I move on? Yeah, I, you know, you know, when, um, uh, when, when JD pops in through a window and they end up having that tender moment after they'd done the deed, I was like, okay, JD seems like an individual that you wouldn't tell certain things to. And when Veronica told, uh, when Veronica told JD that all she wants is the lead Heather to be dead, I was like, oh, sweetheart, don't tell him that because JD comes off as a he, Christian Slater does uh, such a good job as coming off of someone who has so much pain within him, but does the best. To sort of hide it, w- it w- with bravado and and strength, but there's something about him that just doesn't seem right. So the second that uh, Veronica told JD, "I want Heather dead," I was like, "This shit is not going to end well." No, I think she connects with him because he's like her in a lot of ways. He's an outcast. Right. He doesn't right. he doesn't belong to anyone. So that's why she felt, I think, so comfortable in telling him. Obviously, she doesn't know what he's really like. <laughs> But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So the next scene is we're with JD and Veronica, and they they creep into Heather's house. Now, her parents are out. She's rich. Her parents have gone somewhere. Heather is – Veronica says, I know Heather is asleep. I know her routine. And she wants – all she wants to do is she wants to make Heather sick. She just wants to make her sick so she kind of can't go to school and say what fucking happened on the weekend. And JD pulls out something from the cupboard called hull cleaner, which is like drain cleaner, like – Let's just pretend it's like fucking bleach, right? And Veronica says, no, 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 that's going to kill her. And JD's like, I thought that was the point. Like he thinks she's being serious and she thinks he's not being serious. So she pours milk. She goes, what what, what happens if I like mix milk and like orange juice? Is that going to make her puke? Like she just wants to make her sick. And so JD JD pours a glass of like the hole cleaner. Winona Ryder pours a glass of the milk 
and they're next to each other and JD pulls Veronica in for a kiss and it kind of distracts her distracts her and he she picks up the hole cleaner thinking it's the milk and she goes upstairs and Heather is um asleep and she's basically sleeping as like you would think a rich person would sleep <laughs> Like her hair's perfect. She's got the red thing in her hair. Her pajamas are fucking silk pajamas. Yeah, she goes upstairs and Heather wakes up, and she's like, "Uh, what the hell are you two doing here?" And Veronica goes, "Oh, you know, I'm really sorry about what happened last night. I still want to be friends. I hope we can still be." So she gets up and and she's holding the the Veronica's holding the the it's blue. So I don't know why I don't know. So anyway, blah blah blah. Moving on, she drinks it. She downs it. And then she starts clutching her chest, falls on falls on a glass table that happens to be in her room, which is quite dramatic, and she's dead. And now Veronica and Veronica's freaking out because she's like, ah, uh, that's not what I wanted. And JD's kind of very happy about it. And they're trying to decide what the fuck are they gonna do? Like it's done. What are they gonna do? So JD says, you should write a suicide note from Heather One because you can mimic people's handwriting. And so she does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that scene. I absolutely loved this scene. First of all, I'm first of all I'm thinking how how fuck how goddamn how fuck how goddamn naive uh, Veronica has to be to sort of understand that whatever she says to JD, he's going to take it seriously. But look, in her defense, Veronica does, doesn't know JD very very well. So when JD basically picks up drain cleaner and starts mixing it in w- into the cup that he wants to give uh, 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 the prime Heather to, to kill her. I was like, this is not going to end well. And when JD decided to distract Veronica to, to make sure that uh, Veronica gave Heather the cup with the drain cleaner. And I was like, this is, I mean, th- this, this, this is going to be bad, but I absolutely, I absolutely love prime Heather's death scene. She starts convulsing, and the, and the last thing she says is she goes, <coughs> "There's some nuts in here," and then she just falls down to the she 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 falls to the ground, goes through the table, and she's dead. And I absolutely love how how goddamn panicked uh, uh, Veronica is, but how JD is sort of like like calm and cool and collected, and and you know that tells you a lot about uh, JD's mental state because if you kill yeah. somebody. The last thing you're going to be is calm and collected. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, and it's funny because that scene, I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed. I don't know why I noticed. Uh, they, had, they had obviously filmed that multiple times before because the actress that was playing Prime Heather, you could her whole mouth was, mouth was blue. So you could tell that they'd filmed that scene multiple times before. <laughs> I don't know what she was drinking, but like it obviously made her mouth very blue. Yeah, I was actually, uh, um, I, I, I didn't actually pick up on that. But what he, she could, what, what she could possibly be drinking was like Kool Aid or something. Oh uh, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, wasn't trying to clean it, but it was something. Of, co- of course not. So moving on, uh, Veronica is at school, and she's with the other two Heather's, and they're in the locker room, and they're talking very unemotionally about the dead Heather. One, Santa Doherty sitting down eating a fucking chicken leg. <laughs> She doesn't care. The other Veronica, the other Veronica, the other Heather doesn't care. And it's Veronica is realizing even her friends didn't like her. Nobody's crying. Nobody cares. And it's 
it's a it's it's weird because then uh, Veronica goes and steps into the shower and turns it on, and I didn't really quite understand why she um, did that to wash her sins away. Like, what is that symbolic? I didn't understand why she did that. It was very odd. I thought. No, um, listen, listen. I thought, I thought, I thought the scene was very, very telling in that basically the rest of the Heathers let their true feelings come out about Prime Heather once Prime Heather was was dead, and that also tells you how badly individuals want to fit into the want to fit into a particular box when they're young in high school. They will do unbelievable things and things that they fucking hate to do to be popular and to fit in. But here's the thing, guys, I will tell you again, you don't have to do that because being popular in high school is not the end of the world. But, you know, but, 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 you know, but, um, but, but, but but to, um, but to address your thing, I believe had, I believe Veronica went into the bathroom and turned on the water to sort of, to sort of relieve herself of the pressure that she was sort of feeling. and, And she just needed some sort of, release in some sort of solidus so it it could have been to wash away her sins yeah i'll take that i'll take what you said i don't know i'll take it so now we're at one of the weirdest scenes this movie's so fucking weird we're in one of the classrooms veronica's there heather the other heathers are there and the teacher the, the this weird teacher sits standing there and she's like okay we're going to talk about what happened with heather i have her suicide note <laughs> Uh, let's that, all revel. Impossible. Yeah, let's all revel in its pathetic beauty. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have? How, and then she passes it. She passes it around the class. What the fuck? It's the weirdest fucking scene. Like, oh why do you? Why, oh no! Oh my god, that's so. I've, I like. I've never seen a movie like this. This is just fucking weird. Oh my god. Okay. And then, <sighs> and then one of the girls in the class says, "Oh, I heard she sucked down deodorizing agent and then went smash." And then the teacher goes, "Let's not rehash the coroner's report." Who? Ha- why would oh anybody have a fucking coroner's report? No, seriously. No, 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 but you said it. Who? Who in the? Who in the holy fuck gives coroner reports to fucking? To fucking civilians. That's I know the whole that, scene was fucking weird. It was that, fucking weird. That, that's <laughs> something. That's something that you. That's something that you keep in house if you're if you're a police. You don't. First of all, you don't give suicide notes to civilians. Oh no. And you don't give coroner reports to civilians. So oh, I don't no. have much to say about the scene except what Dean just said. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. So we're with uh, Veronica and JD, and they're watching TV, and um, they are interviewing students about heather's death and everyone is saying really nice things about her and veronica i love this veronica is yelling at the tv you didn't even like her you hated her and she's getting really pissed off which is true like everybody's saying all these nice things about heather and nobody liked her and she's she doesn't like fake people which is why she kind of likes jd because he's the only one that she thinks is just like a real person and it's it's this look i really connected with this because i really have an issue and I've told people throughout my entire life, when somebody passes away, everybody um, always says really nice things about them. And I'm like, do no assholes pass away? Is there nobody that passes away that was a dick? Because everybody's so, oh, they were a great person. I'm like, listen, if they were a dick, fucking say they were a dick. 
Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Veronica. Like, don't lie. Just say it how that person was. So I do, I do understand. And then, and then quickly, JD's dad comes in and he's a bit of a fucking weirdo. And you kind of, you kind of know where JD gets it from. And they have, they have basically more of a co-worker relationship rather than a father-son relationship. So he doesn't really have love. His mum is not there. We'll find out what happened to his mum later. His dad doesn't really give a shit about him. He's a loner and you understand why he is the way that he is. So go for it. I really, I really connected with her, with Renona. Ah, Jesus Christ. With Veronica's plight in this scene, because exactly like you, I fucking hate it when somebody passes away and all they do is they, is, is they try and glorify this individual's life. Even if they were a fucking dick, I fucking hate that. So I am right with my co-host Dean in that if somebody is a fucking dick in life, you should mention that in that at their fucking funeral. It's like doing fucking revisionist history for no good for no fucking good reason. The only reason that you're doing that, the only reason why you're fucking lying, is to make the person's family members feel better. But guess what? Yeah. But guess what? Even their family members know that that fucking individual was a fucking dick. Yeah. I, the truth all the way, truth all the way. Don't lie about someone just because they're gone. No, no, no. Truth all the way. The other thing, the other thing I, I, I find it really, I find it really shocking and we get to really understand why JD is the way he is when his father steps in and his father is this fucking, he's just off. His father is a construction worker that will come in later, mm. but his father, his father is just, he's like, yeah. like Dean just said, he is not. Uh, he's he's he, he's more like a he's more like a brother to JD instead of like an authority figure. It's yeah. just it's just a it's just a fucking weird and uncomfortable dynamic that they have. Yes. So now we're at the funeral of Heather, and the the, the guy giving the sermon. I don't know if you know this. Oh yeah, but I know. This. I got it. So for everybody else, the guy giving the sermon is actually Otho from yeah. Beetlejuice. Which oh, I thought yeah. was pretty cool because oh, Winona Ryder, Winona Ryder is yeah. there as well, and I thought, oh, I, you, I mean, listen, even I if I had it. my eyes closed, I could recognize his fucking voice. Yeah, his voice is iconic. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That's the that's the only thing I thought of every time we saw his character. I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy from Beetlejuice. I loved it. <laughs> so his speech was quite funny, and I wrote down some of it because I just chuckled. He said, "We must make sure teenagers know the name of the righteous dude." You can solve all their problems, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> and when I write his character, is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, the other Heather's ask Veronica what she's, and I thought I've chuckled at this as well. So they're out, they're out of the funeral, and the other Heather goes, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" And Veronica goes, "I don't know, morning, maybe watch some TV." <laughs> I'm mourning, maybe I'll watch some TV, which basically like, I don't, nobody cares. I don't care about her. I don't care about Heather one's death. Like I don't care. So Heather, like the third Heather, um, asks Veronica to go on a double date with her and the guy she likes. And Veronica's like, I'm kind of seeing JD. And Heather goes, look, you just be doing me. You don't have to do anything with him. You just be doing me a favor. So Veronica says, okay, but make sure they're not going to get shit faced and take us to a pasture to do, to tip cows. And then we cut to exactly that. And Winona Ryder's face is just like, oh, my fucking God. And the, it's with the two jocks and they're drunk and they're cow tipping. And 
uh, Veronica spots JD because he's shown up on his motorcycle and she said she's doing a favour for the other Heather. And and JD goes, another fucking Heather? <laughs> and then he says, let's go get a slushy." And she's like, yep, okay. And I love that. I love that it's so simple. Like, let's go. It's not let's go have sex. Let's go. Let's go rob a house. Let's go get a slushy. Like, it's just so simple. And I, I just, I loved that dialogue. So what do you think? Yeah, look, 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 look. As, as suspect as JD is, the way that he interacts with Veronica for a large part of this movie is very simple. It's very matter of fact. And they do have a connection. But I also really, I also want to circle back to the point when one of the Heathers invites Veronica to be a double date, and like she promised, she promises Veronica that these two fuckheads, vis-a-vis the football players, won't get drunk and won't go cow tipping. But I love how, I love how the thing that they do exactly is go cow tipping, and it's 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 fucking absurd. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, I really like when JD comes and saves Veronica. How in the background you can see one of the football players kind of trying to rape the Heather that put this whole thing together in the background. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was like it's like the oddest thing ever. Um, um no, I thought I thought that they were just trying to get around. it on. I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like he was trying to do that at all. Because that's yeah. her boyfriend. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true, that's true. So next we are with uh, Veronica and she she's in she's at school and she steps into where they are doing the school yearbook. And then the guy says, Oh, we're doing a two-page spread on Heather, and Veronica is like, What the fuck? Like <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because Veronica is such a Veronica, and she's just like, she can't believe. That this is happening because everybody hated her and what the fuck is this bizarre what world where everybody what is doing? doing what the fuck are they doing what? and then <laughs> i'm sorry go, go. and then the girl and then some girls come in giggling and they're asking oh how was your date last night to veronica and veronica's like uh what are you talking about and there was they say like you know, one of the jocks are saying that him and his friend basically tag teamed her and she's fucking pissed she is fucking pissed. So we cut to Veronica and she's at home on the phone and she's talking to one of the jocks and she's being all cutesy. She's like, yeah, I always wanted two guys at once. Do you want to meet me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just like, oh, and JD's sitting on the edge of the bed pissing himself. So she hangs up the phone and they're going to meet at, like, dawn the next day. And JD gets his gun out. And Veronica says, the bullets are blanks, right? I just, like, I just want to scare them. And JD goes, no, no, they're tranquilizer bullets. Don't don't worry. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be out. It'll just knock them out. It'll be fine. So Veronica, like, believes him. And uh, she's written another note as if from one of the jocks. And it's basically saying, I'm in love with my best friend who's a guy. And it's a forbidden love. And we felt like we couldn't be together and blah, 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 blah. And she thinks it's hilarious because they're both dickheads. And JD has a bag of homosexual items to plant at the scene. <laughs> and I find and there's one there's one particular item I find very hilarious. <laughs> and he pulls out mineral water. <laughs> and, Ver- <laughs> and Veronica goes, Come on, everybody drinks mineral water. And he's like, everyone drinks it, but uh, not if you're a jock, you don't. You may as well be wearing a dress. <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, Oh, good point. 
And anyway, that's that scene. What did you think? It's quite funny. Um, look, okay, I, I, I only have two things to say. How can Veronica be so naive to believe that these bullets that JD is going to use are not going to pierce the skin? Oh. And are you serious? <laughs> if you drink mineral, are you serious? In the eighties, if you drank mineral water, you were ultimately labeled as gay. I'm like, uh, what the hell? I think it depends, like where you are in America. If you're in like small town Ohio, then probably. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yes, they. Oh yes, that yeah. that is right. They are in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would I would say that that's that's for the time it is correct. So anyway, we cut to Veronica is in the woods, and she's waiting for the two jocks, and they show up, and she asks them to strip, and they strip, and then JD comes out of the bushes and shoots one of them in the neck. He goes down. Veronica tries to shoot the other one. She misses. He runs away, and JD chases him. There's like a whole chase sequence through the through the woods, and they circle all the way back to Veronica, who shoots him. And then they plant all the homosexual items around them. Uh, and Veronica's like, oh, my God, did we actually kill them? And he's like, yeah, of course we JD's like, yeah, of course we did. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't want to kill them. <laughs> and so, anyway, two very, very idiot police officers hear the gunshots. And they come to the, to the scene of, of, of the crime and they see these two jocks you know, in their underwear, there's homosexual fucking items everywhere. And Veronica and JD kind of race away. And one of the cops races after them, but then kind of doesn't catch them. And then one of the officers picks up the the mineral water, right? And he goes, oh my God, they were gay. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, really? The mineral water says that they're gay? Really? Uh, uh, but anyway, Veronica and JD wake up in his car. They've fallen asleep. She asks him again, like, we really did kill them, didn't we? And he says, yes, of course we did. And she's like, I didn't want to kill them. And he's trying to he's trying to convince her, you wanted them dead. And she's like, I did not want them dead. Like, I just wanted to play a prank on them so their school life would be fucking hard. That's all I wanted. And he's like, no, you wanted them dead. And he is, he is trying to convince her that he that she wanted it as much as he did but she's just not having it she's just like no and i and that is the turning point where she goes okay this guy might be a nut job <laughs> so that's that scene yeah um the, look, look the scene with with the scene with uh, veronica jd and the two jocks in the forest really spelled out to me that it's 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 a scene when veronica really has her 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 light bulb at the top of the head moment where she realizes look as much as as much as I like this guy, he is severely unstable because while they're having that argument in the car, he he actually uh uh like like kind of puts out like a like a cigarette. He he kind of uses Veronica's hand to lit uh, to light a cigarette, which I was like, this is kind of cool, but this is really unstable. So these two scenes really spell out to me that Veronica is beginning to suspect JD that 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 his intentions are not matching up with hers. And this is the first couple scenes that Veronica gets some, Veronica gets some bad vibes from JD, unfortunately. Oh yeah. That was the, that was the thing in that scene that I went, Oh, retro. It was the car lighter. Now for kids these days, we had car lighters kids. We had lighters in cars where you would, <laughs> honestly, but they were part of the, it wasn't like a portable light. It was a lighter that was 
built into the car, right? So what built you would do car. is you would push it and it would light up, it would it would heat up, and then you would, it would pull it out and the end of it would be like hot. Like it would yeah, be like yeah, yeah. a like not a flame, but it would be like like if you if you turn on the stove or something, it would it would be red, and then you would right. light the cigarette with it, and then you would put it back and turn it off. That was a fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that was a thing, but that brought back so many fucking memories. Oh my yeah, fucking man. god! Yeah, like wow. I mean, I like, like 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 when like like when just really quickly when yeah. JT when JT pokes the car lighter, I'm like, oh my god, I'm having flashbacks. I had car lighters. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! I remember my mom had one of those. Car- I I I thought the car lighter was so fun when I was a kid. I kept pushing it, <laughs> and mom, mom was like, "Stop pushing it." And I'm like, "No, it's fun." And then I take it out, and it was lit. Mom was like, "Stop! Can you stop doing that?" And I'm like, "This is the coolest thing." Like as a kid, it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, fire. Yeah. The car made fire. <laughs> kids these days, they don't know. You don't know. Kids. They don't know. They you don't, don't know. know. You don't, know. you don't know. You don't know how dangerous it was to be in a car in the 1990s. Oh, also, <laughs> you don't know. also, and the 1980s. Also, also just really quickly, yeah. um, the seatbelts in cars in the 1980s and the 1990s they were rough because they were actually made of steel instead of instead of general plastic. So steel. You mean yeah, the buckle? Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh yeah, the buckle the bu- was steel. The buckle was steel. So let's say so. I mean, you could. Too bad if it's hot. Stop, yeah, yeah. So if you put it on, and it's hot. You will burn your skin off. Oh yeah, you. There were no safe. There were no, I can't believe we survived. Yeah, how do we survive? How do we survive? How are we alive right now? There was. I don't know. There was nothing safety about any of the cars that we were yeah. ever in. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Wow. Um, half of them didn't even have fucking airbags. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was just like drive at your own risk. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, moving Ooh. on. To the story. Let's get back to the story. So uh, Veronica walks into the cafeteria and she sees um, her teacher from before that was giving out the suicide note and she's rallying everyone together and she's got a TV crew coming in and they're interviewing all the students about, you know, the jocks. De- and she's just like, what? The, the, it's like, Everything's so fucking positive and she just, she can't. She's just like, what the fuck is this? And then uh, Veronica's at, she just walks out. Veronica's at JD's house and she's telling him how angry she is about what the school is doing. And at this point, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, why is she angry that everybody's happy? But there's a point where it dawns on me and I'm like, oh, that's why. That's why she's pissed off. And I love the reason why she's pissed off. So anyway, um, she's pissed off about what the school is doing. He loves it. He loves anarchy. He loves chaos. He loves it. And again, she sees, oh, this guy is actually like there's something wrong. So anyway, JD's dad comes in and he comes in with a VHS tape. He puts it in and he goes, look at what I did. And it's basically a building a, a building he's rigged to, to demolish because he's in construction. And he's a little bit unhinged. Because he's like, oh, this is what makes life worth living. He just likes he likes destruction, and you and then you go, oh, that's why JD is like how he is. And we learn about JD's no, mom. but that's not it. That's right. You, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, but I was like, get there, get there, get there. This is yeah. it. Sorry. So we learn about JD's mom, and he explains that um, his dad had rigged a building to to blow, and his mom had walked into the building two minutes before it was rigged to blow, but she knew, she knew it was going to blow up. So she basically killed herself. And again, it's another reason why he's so fucked up. And then he just randomly gets a gun out and shoots the radio. 
And Veronica's like, I've had enough. I'm not doing this. She breaks up with him and he try- he pulls her onto the couch and he's like forcing himself, on- not raping her, but like he's kissing her, but he's she's trying to get away. And she's and he's like, no, 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 don't go anywhere. And anyway, she pushes him off. She breaks up with him and he's just too, he, basically she just says, you're just too weird and unstable for me. Like he is. And, and that's, that's that scene. Yeah, look, 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 look. This is a this is a scene that we've been waiting for for the entire movie because this is the scene where we get GD's backstory and we understand that the reason why he is so quote unquote broken inside is because his mother basically committed suicide by walking into one of her one of his father's shop sites and, and you know and and basically blowing herself to bits. The other thing that the other thing that really it didn't bother me, but I just said to myself, is there no such thing as gun control in this fucking movie? Like JD has a gun on him all the time. It's like, 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 I like, like Veronica as a girlfriend, aren't you concerned? And look, look, and yeah. look, look, and I under look, and I understand that Veronica, uh, uh, until basically two scenes ago had blinders on and she just, as he just wanted to do what she wanted to do. But I think that it took Veronica too long as a character to freely understand how broken JD was. There's a difference between liking somebody and understanding that that person that you like has something broken within them, which clear, which, which clearly JD does. I think she saw the red flags, but just like in real life, if you really like someone, you connect with someone, you just dismiss the red flags. You're just like, until it becomes too much and you go, right. okay, these are too many red flags. I have to walk away. I think that's what happened. Right, right, right. So that's why it took her so long. So mm-hmm. we are at, uh, oh, we're with JD and he visits Heather number two, which is Shannon Doherty, with an old photo of her with Martha, the big girl, because she used to be friends with Martha. And... Um, she's basically like, where did you get that? Like, she doesn't want anyone to know that she used to be friends with this, this, this girl that nobody wants anything to do with. And he says, all I want from you is for you to take Heather one's place and basically be queen B. That's all I want. And I will be asking you for a favor and it's not a big one. It's nothing weird or anything. I'll be asking you for a favor down the track. Once you've kind of cemented that you're your queen bee, and he hands her the ribbon, the red ribbon that Heather One used to wear that basically says, hey, this is this is queen bee. Now, you don't know what the favor is yet, and you don't know quite why he's asking her, like why would he want that because he's so kind of against all of that. And um, a, a short scene after that is Veronica, I really, really like this scene, Veronica goes to Heather One's locker, the dead one, and she opens it and it's sort she sort of she sort of has a realization about what she's done and it's taken her this long to realize oh my god you, you, she doesn't say anything but you can see it like oh my god i could i killed someone i took somebody's life oh my god oh my god and it just see Renona Ryder is so good she's literally in all my favorite movies it just her face is so expressive of oh my god what have i done without actually saying anything so i i i absolutely love love that scene so what say you about those two scenes First of all, Winona Ryder, I have to echo those thoughts really, really quickly. Winona Ryder is the queen. She is some like, 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 like her facial expressions, like Dean just mentioned throughout this movie and several other movies. She can, she can convey so much with her face 
And an actor who can do that really shows you how, how much of a master of their craft they actually are. But also, I just want to say really, really quickly, I like the scene when JJ, when, sorry, JD, not JJ, JD comes up to uh, one of the Heathers and tries to blackmail her into uh, a start, start to fill out this quote unquote survey throughout the school. So I thought that, I thought that that was very interesting and very telling in that after JD had uh, uh, the scene with Veronica, despite that Veronica said it's over, JD JD wants to do something to gain Veronica's gain Veronica's trust back and try to get her back. So I really, really liked how he went about constructing that whole thing. Yeah, I like that too. So the next scene, we're with Veronica and she's at her house with her parents. And they're watching t- the TV interviews her classmates gave. And this is where you find out why she's so pissed. And I love the. I actually wrote down the mother's dialogue because I thought it was just fucking brilliant. And she said she's she's pissed because she says they're glorifying suicide, and we all just want to be treated be treated like human beings. And then and that's where you get it. You're like, oh, she's pissed because it's not the fact that everybody's positive. It's just that they're glorifying it. They're saying it's basically like if you kill yourself, you're going to get a party. People are going to party for you. And she's like, no, that's not what it is. But anyway, um, her parents are there and she says, I just, we just, teenagers just want to be treated like human beings. And this is what her mother says. And I wrote it down verbatim. Treated like human beings. Is that, uh, is that what you, sorry, let me try that again. Cause I can't read my writing once a fucking, I cannot read my writing. Okay. Her mother says, treated like human beings. Is that what you said, little miss voice of a generation? Just how do you think adults act when they're with other adults? You think it's just a game of doubles tennis? When teenagers complain that they want to be treated like human beings, it's usually because they are being treated like human beings. And I fucking love that dialogue because it's true. Teenagers, want to be treated like human beings but they don't realize that is how human beings treat other human beings there's no they want what they're really saying is we want to be treated special we want to be treated better but that's not really how life works so i absolutely love that scene and i love that dialogue from um veronica's mom this is actually my favorite scene in the entire movie for two reasons veronica's reaction to her parents watching the news report and what veronica says basically what the media and the school is doing to some extent is they are glorifying suicide and they are, they're not only glorifying suicide, but also what they're doing is they are taking a tragedy and they're using it to get views and views and attention. And, and they, they're taking a a tragic event and they're hyping it up to be something that shouldn't be glorified for for so many reasons and i really really love the way that winona Ryder played that scene but the 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 thing that i love even more is the speech that her mother gives which gene which dean just read verbatim and it's and it's so telling about how teenagers view adults and how teenagers believe that they are treated differently when the truth when the true facts are that they're not treated differently. Teenagers are given the exact thing that they are 
that they actually crave from the adult from 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 adults. But but here's the thing, their their brains are too um, are 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 their their psychological brains aren't developing developed enough to realize the thing that they want is the thing that they already have. Mm. But also the thing that they really want is what Dean is what Dean just said. They want to be special. Yes, exactly. So now we cut to Martha, which is the, the, the bigger girl that like nobody likes. And we see a little bit more of her. She's eating alone. She drops, you know, her, her Coke all over her fucking t-shirt. She has no friends. And we cut to, she's standing on the edge of the street and she's pinned a suicide note to her chest and she just walks out into traffic. She doesn't get hit, but it's exactly what Veronica was saying. Like they're glorifying suicide in a way that this poor, this poor girl thought that if I, if I'm not here anymore, then people will finally like me and people will say nice things about me and I'll get the attention that I always wanted when I was alive. And I was just like, Oh man, that's heartbreaking. (laughs) That's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, no, no, that no, 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 no. That scene is so heartbreaking for the for the reasons that Dean mentioned. For someone to be that lonely, and for someone to go to those extremes of saying, the only way that I'm going to get what I truly crave is for 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 me to be dead. That's that that is that is totally mis that is totally mis misconstruing the situation, and that is just really sad. And it's just and it's just sad that. There are people in this world that get to such a place that the only way out that they that they can find is killing themselves. And I and I and I just feel that this movie has a lot to say about about uh, about teen suicide and about the, the 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 whole the whole mindset of society when a certain society goes through. Uh, 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 dealing with uh, a big group committing suicide for um, one reason or another, and I really and and I really like how this movie has some serious things to say, but how they wrap it in how how they how they uh, wrap it in a, a a teen a teen drama dark comedy, so to speak. Yeah, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Trying yeah, to explain no, it, this movie to someone because you're like, oh, it's like Mean Girls. It's like about a mean mm-hmm. clique and it's like, well, yeah, the first 10 minutes is, but then it turns into suicide and then it turns into, um, you know, JD becoming a psychopath and then, do you know what I mean? It, it's so many different things in this movie. It's not a normal high school movie. It's just fucking not. There's so many dark, there's so much dark shit in this movie that it's just, it's crazy. That's it. It's very inconsistent and I also think that it's, if 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 John Hughes got drunk and took some acid, <laughs> yeah. uh, he 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 would have probably. This is like this is like John Hughes, like if, if he was like a if, on if crack. he was like a <laughs> on crack. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it is. It hundred percent is. So now we're with Heather number two, which is Shannon Doherty, and uh, with uh, Veronica in her bedroom, and they turn on the radio because they really enjoy listening to a certain radio station. When the other Heather, Heather 3, calls in saying that she's depressed and she doesn't know what to do and Heather 2 starts laughing and then says, I'm going to spread that shit all over school. And Heather 3 is being serious. She's depressed. She doesn't know what she wants. Heather 2 doesn't give a fuck. And Veronica's like, uh. So 
the next day they're in class and Heather, Heather, let me try that again. I say Heather so may, you know what? I don't know if I've said Heather. cocaine in, I don't know if I've said cocaine in Cocaine Bear more or Heather <laughs> in this fucking movie. I don't no, I know. Think, no, I think it's, no, I think it's, I, no, I think, I think you said Heather more times than you said cocaine in, in our last episode. Because there's three characters named Heather. Right. And after no, this, he, I don't want to say no, Heather off, ever fucking again. No, actually, actually, I don't either. But but here's the thing. Isn't Heather 2 actually Heather 1 now? But that's that's neither here nor there. Don't com- Please don't confuse me. I can't. <laughs> no, I <don't> <laughs> please don't. I don't want to. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. The I'm numbers sorry, are the numbers, okay? The numbers I'm are so, the numbers. I'm sorry. The other, but, the other thing. Okay. The, Technically, just, you are right, but please. Yeah. <laughs> Heather 3 is in the classroom and she's clearly upset because everybody knows what she said on this fucking radio show and she rushes out of the class to the bathroom veronica follows her catching her basically putting a whole um uh all these pills in her mouth a whole a whole a whole bottle of pills and she basically hits them out of her mouth and she's basically saying what the fuck are you doing like how stupid can you be and heather three's like i'm not happy and I love this line of dialogue by Veronica. And she said, if you were happy every day of your life, you wouldn't be a human being. You'd be a game show host. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's true. Such a good line. You're not it's supposed to be line. happy every fucking day. It's up, it's ebb, it, it ebbs and flows. You're not supposed to be happy every day. Uh, so what do you think about those things? No, um, I, I look, look, look. I really think it's telling that this whole click, this whole Heather Queen B click. All these people were together because of convenience, but they really didn't give a shit about one another, right? Yeah. All all that all, all that they wanted to all they want all they wanted to accomplish by being together in this group is they wanted safety and popularity in numbers. But yeah. uh, but once Prime Heather got axed, it it's like it's like the whole group after Prime Heather got axed, it's like the whole group started to show each other's real colors. And that couldn't be more evident than when Heather 3 calls into the radio station and says she's lonely, and Heather yeah. 2, who's with Veronica at the time, says, I don't give a shit. Because yeah. if these if these fucking kids really cared about each other, Heather 2 wouldn't have said that. But, but guess what? They're all bitches, and they're yeah. all out for themselves, except for Veronica. Yes, yes, exactly. And the way that you and and the way that you can tell that Veronica is actually a caring person is because Veronica is the one that chases Heather three into the bathroom as she's trying mm-hmm. to fucking yeah act you know trying to trying to commit suicide trying to commit suicide. And I also love what she really says, you know, that you know, um, you know, if you were if you were happy all the time, you know, uh, it, it would be weird or, or 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 you wouldn't be human because. Nobody's happy all the time. So I really love that line as well. Yeah. So we're with JD now and he's pulling in his favor from Heather too. And he says, I want you to get sig- I want you to get every single person in this school to sign this for a band to play a prom. Also, that's what he tells her. And she goes, Yep, cool, I'm on it. And Veronica sees JD in the hallway when he walks out of the room and basically tells him to fuck off. And he he's so mentally inept that he he doesn't really believe her. He's 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 one of those guys 
that even if a girl tells them to fuck off, he'll be like, oh, cool, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, come on, I'll go to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it, it glazes over that she doesn't want anything to do with him. He just either he just doesn't believe it or he's just mentally unstable that he just doesn't want to believe it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So what do you think? No, uh, no. Uh, just to j- just to just to mention the the whole thing about JD not being able to get a hint. I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy yeah. that always pushed, pushed, pushed until the breaking point. And and the reason that I was that guy is because I wanted to connect with people so bad that no matter what they told me, I had blinders on. I wasn't I, I wasn't mm. mentally unstable, but no matter whatever they told me. I had blinders on and I was going to get the attention or the, or, or the, or the thing that I needed out of this person, no matter what. And that yeah. put me in that put, I'm going to bring it back around that put me in so many difficult situations and that brought me so much heartbreak later on in life. So I really kind of understand where JD is coming from, but I'm, but I also am like, this is a behavior of someone who is clearly, clearly not well. Because someone who is in their right mind would understand that when a girl says it's over, it's fucking over. And, you know, there's no future here. So the fact that JD didn't understand that, I I completely agree with you 100%. that That does show that he is not operating with a full deck here. Yeah, yeah. So Veronica gets home and her parents tell her, oh, your friend JD stopped by and um, they told us that you were thinking about killing yourself and she's just like oh what the fuck and she's fucking pissed and she goes into her room and there's a barbie doll hanging by a noose and then uh you know jd's in her room and she calls him a psychopath and they go into the kitchen and he grabs a knife and we realize he uh wants to he basically just wants to kill people and the next on his list is heather too so now we cut to a weird funeral sequence of Heather 2, Shannon Doherty, and Veronica sees Heather 1, the first one that died. And she says, oh, my God, my afterlife is, like, so boring. And then she wakes up and we realize, oh, that was a dream. And then Veronica gets up and she starts writing in her diary, let's see what you do with an unscheduled suicide. So, and I like, I was like, ooh, so what do you think about that? I was absolutely scared to death when when Renata Wider got up. She went over to her journal and she basically wrote in her journal, let's see what you do with an unscheduled suicide. Because the scene that we get next, I was like, no fucking way. This movie did not go there. For a split, <laughs> for, for a split second, I was like, if any movie's going to go there, it'll be this movie. But I'm so happy that Renata Wider knew how to hang herself properly and she distributed the weight properly. And I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love two, two scenes. When JD, when, when JD comes in and sees Winona Ryder's supposedly dead body hanging there. And the speech that he gives, I think, is just great. But I also really love when Veronica's mother comes into the room a little bit later. And the, the look of shock and sadness on her face is really, really telling. But I also really love what she says. Uh, about Veronica that you know you know she 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 starts to confess her sins of being a bad mother and then all of a sudden Veronica's head lifts up and she goes oh how are you doing mom is it time for dinner already <laughs> i love that i absolutely love that 
Yeah, so JD climbs up a ladder into Veronica's room uh, and she finds her hang- Veronica hanging by a noose. And it's funny, his reaction is just like, oh, he has no emotion. And that's w- and you kind yeah, of knew yeah, it. that's a problem. Yeah, you kind of knew he had no emotion. But when he sees the girl that he really wants to be with dead, he just doesn't care. He's like, oh, man, this sucks. And you're like, oh, he's actually a psychopath. Like right then I was like, oh, he's a psychopath. And he starts on this rant about how he came here to kill her or to get her back. He wasn't sure. And how the the petition that he gave Heather to, um, nobody even read. Everybody signed it. Nobody read it. Because if they did, they would be signing, they would be they would know that they were actually signing a massive suicide note because he wants to blow up the school. And you, and you're just like, this movie took a fucking turn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I it took I a mean, fucking big giant turn. No, I mean what you what you said before is very very accurate. This movie starts out being a couple of things, but in the third act, this movie goes into fucking la la land. I think this this movie yeah. becomes <laughs> becomes very very serious very very quickly. Oh yeah, and then JD leaves, and her mum walks in like you said, and Veronica and her mum's like, oh my god. And anyway, Veronica opens up her eyes and she jumps down. She goes, hey mum, why are you so tense? <laughs> Oh, my God. If that was my door, I would have a fucking heart attack. So, anyway, the next scene, JD's making the bombs. That's just, It's just a shot, not really a scene. And now we're at school. And JD is planting the bombs around the gym and the boiler room because there's an upcoming assembly. Now, I want to ask you something very, very serious. Are you ready? Sure. What the fuck is a boiler room and why does every American school have one? The boiler room c- c- controls the entire heat for the building. What do you mean heat? Well, like what the heat? Boi- the, <laughs> you have you have uh, heat in, yeah, in okay, your schools. You, okay, yeah, of course you do. The, what? The, what? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. So hold up, wait, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the the boiler room is where it it's is where you put all you know you know it is where you put all the um the air con- the air uh, the uh, air conditioning units for the you entire had, building. Had, wait, you had aircon? Yeah. At Australian high schools, listen up, people. At Australian high schools, there's no heating. If you look, if you're hot, you open a window. There's no, oh. we don't, and we and we have those fans, the ceiling oh, fans. Wow. What the oh, fuck? Feel, oh, what are you shit. talking about? Heat and aircon in a school? Yeah, what the yeah, fuck is they, that? It's fancy as shit. Yeah, <laughs> and in Australia, it gets like so. It gets like a hundred degrees. No, guys, open guys, a window, you guys. Guys, oh, guys. In America, we're special. <laughs> in more than I'm one not, way so, i'm so sorry I'm so in more sorry. than one fucking way oh my god I'm, that's I'm blowing so, my mind i'm so sorry sweetie i didn't that's say that i feel i feel so bad now i'm sorry wow you know what so, if, if people want to experience pain and suffering you should go to school in australia <laughs> that is pain and suffering honestly but it teaches you to be strong yeah <laughs> Holy shit! That's oh my blowing God. my fucking mind. I couldn't believe that. Really? Yeah, that's blowing my fucking mind. Wow. Okay. Okay. Aircon yeah. at a high school? You fucking kidding? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So you have it's like 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 oh. aircon is like is like is like central air for the entire building, and in the oh. and then and, and in uh, in the winter you get heat. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm living in a third world country. Are you okay? No. I'm blown away. I'm actually fucking blown away that you guys have yeah, that. That's luxury. That's fucking luxury, people. Okay. So 
Veronica uh, knows what he's up to because there's a big assembly. She knows he's, he's, you know, in the gym. He's, you know, he, she knows he's planting the bombs there. So Veronica catches him in the biggest boiler room I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if they're that big, but it's pretty. it was pretty fucking big. Yes? No? no. I don't know. No, no. Well, no, no, no. Well, 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 it depends. First of all, it depends on the school. Yeah. And it depends on how many how many aircon units you actually have within the school. I'll stop but it. I don't I'll, want to talk about aircon in school anymore. This is freaking okay. me out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about <laughs> air conditioning in schools. <laughs> this is not a thing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. I can't. <laughs> you guys have to laugh. I can't focus. I'm getting triggered, okay? I'm getting I'm severely sorry. triggered. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Haley Bob. Okay, but I just want to I just want to point out a, a really cool thing that I noticed JD uh, that JD does. As JD is placing bombs around the school, he places bombs at all the critical points in the school. Like like he places bombs exactly where you would need to place bombs if you want to blow up a building properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I really, really like that because that does speak to his character in that he would know how to do that yes. because his dad is a construction worker. So exactly. I really love that small detail that they added in there. Exactly, exactly. So Veronica catches him, but he knocks her out. And she gets up and there's kind of a scuffle and she pulls uh, a gun on him and he says he's doing it. There's this whole speech he gives. He's doing it because nobody likes him, so fuck them. And then you understand, like, he's psycho, but his mum died. His dad doesn't give a shit about no, Nobody gives a shit about him. Nobody pays him any attention. And so you kind of understand why he's doing that. He's like, why do I care about the school? Fuck them. Everybody fucking hates me. I don't give a fuck. No, you Let's go out in a fucking, yeah. yeah, you feel bad for yeah, him. You, Let's go yeah, out in a place of glory. Yeah, yeah, you completely feel bad for him because – when somebody is ignored like that, when somebody is pushed aside, all they all, all they all they understand is what's wrong with me. Like, like, yeah. what, what, what did I fucking do wrong to make everybody not give a shit about me? How can yeah. I make people fucking see me? And look, yeah. this is the, look, look. Per, perhaps this is the only way that JD can get some fucking attention and get some peace. Mm. Also, um. Yeah, it's just it's just really sad. Yeah, so she ends up shooting him and, well, she's asking him, how do I turn the timer off because there's a timer there. Now, this is the bit I didn't really get because I don't know anything about bombs. Mm. Um, she shoots him and then he plunges a, a knife in the top of the dynamite and it stops nope. the timer. I don't know. Nope. Yeah, that's a no, it's a no. no, right? That's weird. No, 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 no. If, no, if you actually did that with a ticking bomb, that motherfucking thing would have gone, that thing would have gone off. Well, that's what I thought. So that was that's weird. that 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 is completely writer's license. I mean, guys, as writers, Dean has done it. I have done it yeah. multiple times in my career. We do shit sometimes in scripts where we we do shit sometimes in scripts that doesn't make any sense because we need something to happen. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think in this one moment, as brilliant as the writer who wrote this movie has has constructed this movie, which I think it's great. That was the one moment where I go, oh, I saw what you did there because you had to do it. Yeah. So um, Veronica walks out of the school. She's got she's her fucking hair is disheveled. She's got blood everywhere on her face. She walks out of the school and then JD walks out after her and she's like, what the fuck? I shot you. But he's like, he's he's clutching his chest and he's stumbling down the stairs and he shows her he has a bomb strapped to his chest. 
And JD says, and I love this. He says, now that you're dead, what are you going to do with your uh, with your life? <laughs> I love that. Because he went around t- telling everyone she's dead. And she pulls out, and I, I love this. Uh, okay, let me say that again. Now that you're dead, what are you going to do with your life? And she pulls out a cigarette and puts it in her mouth. And I was like, oh, you're a cool cat, babe. You're a fucking cool cat. She just, that, I'm going to have a smoke. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. And then she stands there with the unlit cigarette in her mouth. She just looks at him. He walks away. She's not even trying to stop him. She's over it. She's fucking over everything. And then you don't see it, but you 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 have a shot you of like it. inside of the assembly and you hear this like bomb go off. And then you cut back to her and she's all covered in this like smoke soot and the, the cigarette is lit and she just takes a drag of it, just stands there and takes a drag of it. <laughs> and I'm like, so cool. you that are the coolest so shit. Cool. She doesn't even, she's at that point where, you know, you get to a point where you just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. At, and she just she takes a draw of the smoke. I fucking love that. And uh, yeah. Anyway, what do you think about that scene? I look, 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 the fact that, the fact that, after Veronica shoots JD's finger off and goes outside to school, how JD's still standing, I don't get. But also, I love the fact that JD ultimately had a grand plan of killing himself. And the fact that he basically does, uh, uh, you know, basically does a suicide bomber run to himself was just great. The fact that mm. at this point, uh, Veronica's character doesn't give a shit where she puts the cigarette in her mouth and after JD blows, I love, I blows up. I love the fact that the fire from his explosion lit her cigarette. I thought that, <laughs> I thought that it was the fucking coolest Sacred. thing ever. It was, she doesn't was even ab- miss a beat. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was just, it was just so cool. The only thing that mm. I was wondering was, wasn't she a little bit too close to him? Wouldn't she have been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she but, was. but, but, but again, but again, perhaps he walked away or whatever. But look, 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 that's whatever. The, the logic of the scene doesn't really work, but it doesn't matter because, because the scene is so fucking epically awesome. Yeah. Everything about the scene, I absolutely love. Yeah, me too. So Veronica walks back into the sc- Everybody's running out of the school because they've heard the bomb. She walks back in. She's disheveled. She's got soot all over. Everybody's kind of looking at her but running out of the school. And Heather too, Shannon Doherty, comes up to her. And she goes, uh, you look like hell. And Veronica goes, thanks, I just got back. <laughs> Which is like the best. <laughs> it's like literally yeah, the best comeback come ever. Thanks, I just got back. Oh, my fucking God. That's amazing. And then Veronica says, she reaches over to Shannon Doherty's hair. She's got the red ribbon, which is like Queen Bee. She pulls it out of her hair and she says, there's a new sheriff in town. And then she ties the red bow scrunchie into her hair to signify she's the new Queen Bee. But, and the first thing she does, she sees um, the girl, the bigger girl that stepped out into traffic. She's in a wheelchair, her, her, her legs in a cast and all this stuff. She, stuff. she sees her wheeling down the hallway. And the first thing on her agenda is she goes up to her and she says, hey, I, I don't want to go to the dance. What do you think if we rented some videos and we just watched them at my place? What do you think about doing that, just you and me? And the girl smiles and she says, yeah, sure. And then they just walk down the hall together and that's the end of the movie. And I thought that was beautiful because she's the queen bee, yes, but this is how she's going to do it. She's not going to do it how they did it. And I thought that that was beautiful, beautiful character arc. 
Yes, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that once uh, Veronica steps into the goes back into the high school, she meets up with Heather too, and takes the red ribbon off her forehead, becomes Queen Bitch, but I also becomes Queen Bee, not Queen Bitch. Um, I also love that her her first act as head queen is to is to signify that she's going to run things a little bit differently. She's going to run things with kindness and respect. And yes. I absolutely love that she goes up to the heavyset girl that ran herself into traffic and says, hey, why don't we get together and watch, you know, have some popcorn and watch some movies together instead of going to the dance. That's a very, that's a very Dawson's Creek thing to do. And mm. I absolutely loved it. I, I just, I, I just thought the final uh, three scenes of this movie were, were just yeah. dynamite. And I, I love the way that it ended. I did too. So onto my trivia. Are you ready? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. The same week Winona Ryder got the script for this movie, a student from her high school actually committed suicide, which is what pushed her to actually taking on the role. Oh, really? Oh my God. That is so sad. Can like, like how, how old do you think? Just real quick. How old do you think Winona Ryder was when she did this movie? Oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. Because, because she said it was because you, so was she like in high school when she took this movie? Well, it could have been when she left high school, but from her high school. Oh, okay, okay, like she, okay. She did, doesn't necessarily have to be in it. Right, right, right. But I, yeah. Right. So, wow, that, um, that's just so sad. That's so sad. Yeah, so weird, right? So Winona Ryder's agent told her she should not take on this role as it will, would end her career. Bullshit. <laughs> listen, actors, sometimes you got to go with your gut. Don't listen to your fucking agent. Because I this know, is what actually kind of put, not put her on the map, but like this was like no. big. No, but <laughs> when it came other, out. No, no, but the other thing, the other thing is that as actors, you have to do you have to do things that speak to you. You have yeah. to do things that make you feel something. You can't yeah. just do quote unquote, you know, blockbuster movies just to make your agent happy and yeah. just to you know, you know, you know, just to be above the fold or just to be top billed yeah. your entire career. Um, the other, the yeah. other thing I just, uh, the other, the other thing I would say to the, would say to this agent is that she's fucking Renata Ryder, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next one is, um, Tori Spelling, um, saw actually saw Shannon Doherty in this film and recommended to her father to cast her in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh, that's how she wow! Got the role. Oh yeah. my God, really? Funny. Wow, right? that's yeah, funny how that's things funny. work. <laughs> it's funny how things work out. Uh, Brad Pitt actually auditioned for the role of JD. What? Yeah. No. No. But they thought but they thought he was too nice looking. He didn't look like rugged enough. I agree. No. Yeah. No, I um, thought I just yeah. I just I just real quick. I thought Christian Slater did such a good job in this movie. I did a great job. Great job. He he usually does. Yeah. The role of Veronica was intended for Jennifer Connolly, but she turned it down. Oh. Okay, that would have been interesting. interesting. I th- she would have done great. She would have done great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, you. But but you know what? I'm I'm kind of partial to Renata Winona Ryder. Like as an adult, I'm I'm really beginning to I'm really beginning to really understand how how, how much of a powerful actress Winona Ryder what uh, is and mm. and how awesome she is. Yeah, um, she's not, great. Not to say not to say I didn't know that when I. When when I was a kid, because Beetlejuice was is my jam, yeah. But 
It's like as an adult, I'm finally starting to see it now. Uh, the last piece of trivia I have is the movie was filmed in 32 days. We're done. After a long fucking time, we're done. You know what? You know what I was thinking? How many people actually stay for this? You know what I mean? Like after I say or you say this is the end, how many people click off the podcast? <laughs> I have no <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because like does anybody want to listen to us wrapping up the show? I don't know. But we're going to do it anyway because we don't care because there's always going to be that one person that goes, I love the way you wrap the fucking show up. And yeah. I listen right to the fucking bitter <laughs> end. <laughs> Yay. And we do it for you. Yeah, we, we do, do it, it for, for that you. one fucking person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I'm ending the show. If you want to send us um, an email, questions, comments, complaints, if you want to request we review a movie, you can email us at themixtapepod at aol.com. Next week we have Robocop, the original, not the remake. So be sure to tune in for that. And remember, I'm going to do my nice tone now. I'm going to do my, my nice tone. If someone is kind enough to make you a mixtape, that must mean that they really love you. The Mixtape Podcast is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.